Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sharing the Journey. Today, I'm here with Karis. I just learned how to pronounce her name because my computer says it differently. But anyway, uh, I learned that it means grace, which is really pretty. So um, she's going to be sharing today. I'm excited to get to know her better. So why don't you tell us a little about yourself, maybe some of your hobbies, um, what your connection is to disability, stuff like that. Sure. So yeah, my, my name is Karis Meyer. Um, currently, I live in Northern Virginia with my husband and four children. We have been here for about three years. My husband is military, so we we travel quite a bit, move around a lot. Um, so that's kind of fun and difficult at the same time. But we're enjoying it here. Um, I let's see. I enjoy everything outdoors. I enjoy nature immensely. I enjoy going for walks and um, just being out on my deck. Um, I enjoy just in just watching, you know, the, the all of God's creation really is is something that I I treasure. Um, I enjoy playing with my kids. I spend a lot of time with them. Their ages two to 12. So kind of have a range, but, um, that's kind of a big area of where I spend a lot of my time right now. Um, and I also really enjoy just meeting with women specifically, but, um, just doing one-on-one, -on -one, uh, type, you know, discipleship and counseling, um, and writing also, it's kind of been a the biggest part of my life professional re recently is um, finishing a book. And so I've been doing a lot of writing. So that's a little bit about me. And what's your connection to disability? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So about uh, 17 years ago, I uh, developed, um, well, I, I was overseas actually visiting my sister um, and who was a missionary and got parasites that um, weren't discovered for quite a while and ended up doing a lot of um, internal damage and ended up affecting several organs and my nervous system. Um, so I have had years and years of um, lots of different chronic I mean, health problems, um, which at some times has kept me, you know, in the hospital, uh, or in bed. Um, but it's, it's been a long journey. So I don't have one specific, I mean, I have several diagnoses, but, um, I've just had to learn how to live in a broken body. You know, at the age of 25, I, um, I was very active, very, um, uh, I was very athletic. So to suddenly lose a lot of the ability to do what I enjoyed before was, was very challenging. Um, and it's been a journey. So that's, it's kind of up on me here. Okay. Um, so we'll get more into like how you coped with that and stuff as we move on. Um, so let's talk about your childhood. Um, what what events shaped you in your childhood into who you are today? 
Um, and I thought that's, that was such a good question. And it was hard to kind of pinpoint one thing, but I think a major theme um, from my childhood was the fact that my parents are missionaries. So we lived some overseas, um, but also had a very uh, transitory lifestyle. We moved quite a bit. Um, I was exposed to a lot of different cultures. We had different people living in our home throughout my childhood and growing up, usually at least one or two or three uh, different, usually international students, um, college age. So I think I, one of the things was I, I had to learn how to adapt to a lot of different situations, a lot of different um, people and uh, just learn how to, you know, kind of uh, adjust to different lifestyles and, you know, learn how to make new friends. And so that was, that was, I think it was a very positive thing, but also had a lot of challenges to, you know, just not feeling very stable and not, um, not sure as a kid, especially with, with not really any control about what would happen next, kind of some insecurities and anxieties that developed because of that. So I think that was a main thing. Another thing that um, I think shaped me was I'm, I'm the middle of, uh, so there's three girls. So I'm in the middle of three, three girls in the family. And both of my sisters are more, I guess you would say outgoing and um, extroverted and talkative. And I was more of the introverted, not very, you know, just a lot more quiet than them. And so I think I always felt like I was kind of lost in the middle and not, um, I didn't, I didn't like my personality compared to theirs. And so, um, I developed somewhat of a poor self-image, I think, which, uh, I've had to really, you know, work through, through the years and kind of realize and then work through. So I think that's, those are some of the things that shaped me. <laughs> So I'm curious, since you had those experiences with moving, causing, and different cultures causing anxiety and stuff like that, how have you tried to help your own kids with those types of processes? Because since you're military, you're moving a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I think I'm very aware of it because because of that. And so I think I just really try to help my kids process every time we move every time we have to uproot and say goodbye, you know, is, is trying to help them express their emotions, express how they feel, tell them it's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. Um, and try to just have them as much a part of the process as possible. You know, when we do have a say and whether we go here or there, giving them a voice, asking them their opinion, asking them what they think about it. Um, just so that they are feel very included, you know. Um, so those are a couple of things that we try to do. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how our lives would impact our parenting. I mean, I'm not a parent, but I I have thought a lot about it because at one point I thought I would be. And um, um, it's just interesting to look back and, and think about 
Um, what about your teen years? Anything specific from your teen years that was shaping or? Yeah, so my teen years were quite challenging, I think. So we moved back from uh, Singapore when I was just coming into my teen years and um, moved into a very, like a more of a wealthy neighborhood and very um, white, <laughs> not very diverse, which I was was kind of surprising for me because I we'd always lived among people that you know just a lot of different cultures, and so that transition was was very difficult um, because we were not wealthy. My parents, being missionaries, were quite poor, and so I just I felt very. And the, and the school systems were completely different. We were in a British British school system over there. And so all of the, you know, the metrics, everything was, was completely different. So just making that transition was was difficult. And I, I had a very hard time fitting in and ended up um, getting into an eating disorder, which lasted a couple years. And actually one of my sisters did also. I think it was just, we felt no control and had a hard time processing what we were going through. So, um, sure. And eating was something you could control. Could so, control. Yeah. yeah. So we ended up going through a lot of family counseling, which I think was beneficial for the whole family. Cause we had some hard things happen overseas to us as a family too, which is kind of why we, we came home. So it ended up, um, you know, it was difficult, but I think in the end, it ended up opening up a lot of opportunity for us to grow as a family and also, you know, face some of the things that we might not have had we not, you know, <laughs> run into some difficulties there. So, hmm. Okay, so your adulthood, did you go to college? Um yeah, I went to, so I started out at Northwestern College in Minnesota, and then um, I, no, no, I'm sorry, that's where I ended up. I started out at Bethel College and went to a year there, but towards the end of the year was was not really, you know, I was kind of a very, what's you call it, like, um, not a very, I was, I was, a, what's the word, I can't think of the word, but the, just, um, complacent, I guess, complacent Christian. I, I wasn't really following God wholeheartedly. I was um, kind of in the wrong group of friends. And at the end of the year, I just felt like, wow, I am really wasting my life. And I I did not feel purpose. I did not feel a strong conviction for much of anything. And so I took a year off and went to a Bible school in Costa Rica, which is where I really grew um, in my personal relationship with the Lord and, um, just really clarified a lot in my life. Um, so ended up coming back and finishing up at Northwestern college in Minnesota and got my undergrad in, um, Christian education. And so taught for a little bit, but realized that wasn't for me. Um, so ended up going back to school for, um, counseling because I that's that's what I had always wanted to do but just had some insecurities about whether I would really be able to do it and different things so um but was able to do that and finish that up um shortly after I got married okay um 
what else would you like to say about that um, or about your adult life before we pop into the faith related question? I mean, you know, it's all been about faith, but, you know, before we go into the specific Mm -hmm. set of faith questions. Yeah, well, so I did meet my husband through my sister who went to Wheaton College with him. And um, that was, it was an interesting um relationship because we, he moved to Alaska shortly after I met him. And then we did long distance, um, just kind of talking on the phone and getting to know each other, um, until about a year later when we got married. And so we did not know each other very well. Um, I mean, we had talked a lot on the phone, but it was quite a adjustment because I moved up to Alaska to be with him, but then he got deployed and was gone for 15 months. And so, yeah, it was, it was, um, and then he was in training. So for the first two years of our marriage, he was gone and that was in Alaska, which, which was really, it was a time, uh, a great, a lot of very challenging time. And that's also when um, I started getting sick and having all these medical complications. So being new to the military being in Alaska, having a deployed husband and suddenly losing my health all at the same time was just, yeah, Yeah. it was, it was a, it was a hard time. How did you deal with all that? I mean, Mm, yeah, I, you know, I think a lot of it was, I, you know, I, I did at that point I had, I had, you know, really grown in a, in a close relationship with Jesus. And I remember several days just sitting on the chair, looking out the mountains in Alaska and just praying. Cause I didn't know what else to do. You know, I didn't know many people there. Um, it was dark and I already felt depressed. And so it was, it was, it was hard. Um, and I didn't, I didn't really know at that point how to um, open myself up very vulnerably to other people. Cause I felt like I needed to be strong. So it, I, my, my suffering and my struggle, I, it was quite, um, I kept it to myself. Uh, most, mostly I shared a little bit, I think with my, with my family, but, um, it was, it was hard. I mean, I, I did really rely upon, upon the Lord. And I did have a couple friends there that I was able to, um, spend time with, but yeah, looking back, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to see how I made it through. <laughs> yeah. I have times in my life that are the same. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. we all do probably. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Was it just a lot of prayer and, or, you know, did, did you do other specific things besides sharing that that helped you. I mean, mm-hmm. does does that make any sense? Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, people say, you know, yeah, I relied on the Lord, but what exactly does that look like? I guess is mm-hmm. kind of what I'm thinking. So for me, it was definitely a journey um, through the years of recognizing my weakness and my need, and um, 
needing to humble myself and say, I can't do this. I can't hold it all together. Cause I think in the first couple of years where I started to get sick and started to have, you know, a lot of health issues, I, I wanted to be strong enough. I wanted to not be a burden to other people. I didn't want to complain. You know, I didn't want to be a bad Christian. So I was, I think I, I really, um, which, and it's also pride because I think I didn't want to admit that I really needed help. Um, and so, but it was for, for me, it was, you know, it was definitely, um, a process of, of learning to let go, learning to surrender, um, both to God, but also learning how to be vulnerable and open up to other people, you know, in my church or my family or friends that, that could be, that it could support me, you know, that I could mm-hmm. fellowship with and commune with, because I was always very involved with church and, you know, Bible studies and always a part of us, you know, a community or a small group and, um, studying Bible studies. And so I was, I was very involved um, and, and even led, led a lot of those studies, but I think it wasn't until, um, several years in where I came to a, you know, quite a, a low point, a breaking point where I realized, you know, I can't, I can't hold this all together and I do need more help. And I, I do need to express just how hard this is. And so, um, but yeah, it was, I think, you know, in our, in our pain, we, we have an opportunity to either turn towards God or, or away, you know, I mean, suffering and struggles, or sometimes people turn away from God because it's just too hard. And they're like, God, I can't handle this anymore. You haven't come through, um, which I never, that I ne- never had a temptation to do that, but I did, I did experience a lot of doubt um, just about God's goodness, about his faithfulness, about, you know, the asking why. Um, but I, I think the thing that I did every time was I turned, I turned back to God, you know, maybe that meant worshiping when I didn't feel like it, maybe it meant journaling, you know, sometimes it, for me, it was really helpful to just like journal prayers or write down verses, um, write down promises that God had given me and put them up so that I could see them and remind myself of them. Um, so I think, yeah, those are a few of the things, but also just the, the importance of, of, of community and having other people around you who, who you can help support and who can support you at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was a good answer. That was what I was looking for. You know, the kind of answer I was looking for. So, yeah. 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 Um, is there anything else you want to share about your life? Um, well, um, I guess just just the part that um, so early on, the doctors told my husband and I that I probably would never be able to have kids because of my uh, condition medically. Um, and so we kind of, after, you know, after trying for, for years, we kind of just put that on the back burner and said, okay. Um, but then God, well, God did something anyways. And so we, we, we had our first, um, son in 2010 and, um, 
and then God gave us three more. So uh, I think, you know, it, it, the, the children that God has given us, you know, they're, they're a lot of work, of course, but they are also a huge blessing. And for me, it's, I, I see them as gifts in so many ways, but one in that they give me so much motivation to, to keep going. Um, some days where it feels too hard, you know, um, they, they just are, they're always, you know, they need their mom. And yeah. so I think they've, it's really got to get up and make breakfast. <laughs> I have to get up and yeah, I can't, I can't sit and feel sorry for myself. I just need to get up and keep serving them. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I will stop this meeting here and we'll go into a part two and uh, finish up. So awesome. So 